Hello there, and welcome to the True Gaming Network podcast. I am Luke. I am the new editor. You've not seen much of me. You've definitely not heard me before, but here I am. Hello. And uh, joining me today, we have our two news writers. We have Heidi. Hello, Heidi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Awesome. Not too bad, thank you. And we also have our other news, Captain Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I am fantastically well. That's great news. <laughs> um, it turns out there are two new consoles coming. Who Did you know? Who would I know, thought? right? Crazy. Madness, I'm telling you. So the last couple of weeks, I've gone into overdrive with news, speculation, rumors, and everything else about Xbox Series S, Xbox Series S, and PlayStation 5. I last week was bedlam there's no other word for it really there were weeks and weeks of leaks and speculation about prices about specs about the hardware until last week it all came to a head and the leaks started dropping and becoming more serious more believable did, i mean did you guys ever think like these were real ahead of the time i kind of stopped believing in the end <laughs> it was it's, nice to see proof it's so hard to try and figure out what's real and who knows what and wow sean's on a complete philosophical bent today <laughs> it's it's there's just so much so so much information and some people say they know this and some people they say they know that and it's just hard to figure out who actually does know what's what yeah absolutely but then early last week on the early tuesday morning it was i think mm. leaks dropped about the series s being real and then microsoft just stepped in and went yeah, right. Hands hands up. We're making one of those. We're making a small one. Yeah. And they are making a small one. The Xbox Series S is effectively a down-tuned version of the Series X. Not far shy of its power, but with no disk drive, digital only. And as we now know, coming in at about half the price, which is crazy. I like that they did that, that they were just like, right, you know what? That's enough. Yeah, it's real. Here it is. Have fun. They, <laughs> they had to, really, though, at that point. Like, yeah. That, it was getting confusing like the rumors were everywhere they all saying different things and these last couple were a bit more believable they all seemed to kind of know things that yeah. other people didn't so i think they did the right thing it's turned out later that microsoft originally planned to do their reveal this week so a week after they actually ended up dropping it yeah which makes which makes sense it was still like it just they just left they left it too long i mean like even saying it last week was still like everyone was just starting to get a bit angsty and twitchy and it was just too long definitely i mean sony and microsoft have been playing chicken for for months now over the price and the date like neither of them wanted to pull the trigger first like they have been doing so well with like transparency and communication like neatly packaged information and then everything just went confusing like they stopped doing that um xbox 2020 thing and like just silence and then that just went on too long it was such a weird time nobody's saying anything it started just turning into xbox wire posts and nothing was yeah sort of becoming clear and everybody started getting yeah angsty we didn't know what was going on anymore and then the halo infinite delay and then it was just all all got a bit yeah. a bit crazy in the middle the thing i don't get about it all is if you've got a next gen console ready to go for 250 pounds yeah. you'd want to be shouting that from the rooftops yeah, right you really would it's a bargain it's an that absolute was so strange. bargain 
just like they wanted to keep it their own little secret for as long as possible. I can't get over that price point. It's such a good price for a next gen console. You have to wonder what kind of loss they're taking on that hardware, though. Yeah, it's got to be a loss leader. 249 for, granted, it's not a 4K machine, but you're going to win over a lot of people with that with that price point. I swear well, you are. I mean, that's what um, Phil Spencer had been saying for ages, wasn't it? That they acknowledged they made a mistake with the launch for like the Xbox One and after that with the price and everything. So I guess they just went completely the other way and this just looks so much more attractive now. Yeah. Oh, it does, yeah. And then later that later that same day, in fact, after the S had been officially revealed, we were getting leaks about the X and its tech specs, its price. I think we already knew the date by that point because they'd said November 10th for the Series S. Mm. But yeah, then, then the following day, Microsoft did exactly the same thing. Okay, the rumors are true. You gas. Here we go. Series X, 449, November 10th. It's a beast. Please buy one. <laughs> it is a beast. It's a chunky. It is a beast. The size beast. of that thing. It's not quite PS5 beast big, but it's definitely more than PS5 beast in terms of specs. PS5 it? beast size is just a weird shape that doesn't make any sense, that can't sit yeah. flat on your desk horrible i don't like it, it kind of looks like when they used to have tv shows what they thought the future would look like and that's the kind of like <laughs> yeah. interactive thing everyone would have in their house like it just it just looks very retro spacey kind of and then right in the middle is mean. the adorable little series s which just looks so cute in all the pictures next to that big chunker and it's tiny as well yes isn't it yeah it is so small it's, it's it makes was... you wonder how they tucked all that tech in there it was very impressive. But then that same day that we got the X details confirmed, Microsoft also decided to drop the bombshell that EA Play would be coming to Game Pass. Now, that's that's a pretty big deal, right? Very big. Very, very big. To get EA games, you know, like big games like the FIFAs and everything like that, to all come to Game Pass for no extra cost is fantastic. I yeah, think Game Pass awesome. just continues to be the best deal in gaming. Oh, definitely. Hands down. It really does. Is there anything on EA Play that you know, coming around you wouldn't have played before, like that would be coming to Game Pass in November? Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to going back to, to some older games with EA Play. Uh-huh. So Skate 3, I'm probably going to go back to at some point because I'm pretty Skate. sure that's still on there. I think I'm looking forward to, like, I just love having the option of all those games i'm kind of like a like a hoarding dragon i just like to know they're all there <laughs> and i can look through the collection and be like yeah i can play that one if i want to so i can add more to it which is great it's gaming grazing i'm into it <laughs> um i for one will definitely be going back to dead space because dead space yes. is best oh yeah and that they go, those games still hold up so so well that really annoyed me because three days before he made the EA Play announcement, Xbox Game Pass announcement. I bought the whole lot. I bought Dead Space 1, 2, and 3. And then they announced that. I'm like, oh, I'm they got down. you good. 15 quid. Wow, 15 whole pounds. <laughs> I know. How could <laughs> How they? will you recover? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I did the other day pick up both the uh, the Darkness games on 360 for three pounds for the pair. Wow, three pounds for the pair. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, EA Play coming to Game Pass by the end of the year. And then the day after that, because that week was the week from hell, we had the Ubisoft Forward event, which gave us a fair few new bits and bobs to look at. 
and a few more launch titles for the next gen consoles. Um, from the forward thing, what was you guys' like favorite favorite thing that was shown? Uh, I would say it probably would be Legion. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Um, what was the? Um, oh, I can't remember what the game name of it was called now. Uh, the I thought it was steep at first. Riders Republic. Riders Republic. Yeah. Yeah, I am so up for that. That looks really cool. No. It's basically. No, yeah. it's all about immortals. No, Riders Republic. It's basically just a, an upgraded version of Steep, but with uh, loads of other things. I I think that'll be a really cool sort of open worldy kind of adventure game. It does. It does look really interesting. I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Do you remember that Criterion game they announced at E3 like six or seven years ago? They just showed off a tech demo of a bunch of like ATVs and planes and stuff or do, oh or along yes i vaguely remember this yeah yeah and then it never came of anything because yeah criterion dissolved into nothingness yeah no you're right it does look very similar to that that sort of thing but yeah as was pointed out by a lot of our readers it is by the same people that made steep it has a lot of similarities with steep and i didn't know this because i didn't play steep <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's very similar with like the, the wingsuits and all of that the extreme sports and stuff but there's more on land stuff mm-hmm. than there is snow which opens sure. up a bit further and then i feel really bad making heidi choose between assassin's creed and immortals Ooh. but heidi choose i will not i cannot i love them both <laughs> i'm so excited immortals is just i have to address that strange song choice they use for the trailer because that was just really bizarre but Immortals looks insane. I can't wait for that. And then Valhalla, I am I have not stopped bugging Sean about that for months and I will continue to do so because it looks so good. I can't wait for that. Sure. You actually got to play Immortals as well, didn't you? Yep, and I love it. I'm already stressing about how I'm gonna manage this weight for it because it was just insane. Like I love the kind of humor, more humor focus on it than it was in Odyssey. Like it is just trying to be silly and enjoy it and that worked really well and i like how they split it up into like each god has their own region and it's going to be oh, it's going to be amazing i can't wait to like play all of it i i did not want to put it down amazing i really wasn't sold on it until i read your recap and chanted you about it and now i'm really looking forward to it <laughs> which i wasn't expecting at all so well done you've, yes luke is on the hype train with me so sean <laughs> come on what are you playing at i i will get there i will get there Choo-choo, Sean. <laughs> it will happen. Cool. Well, now we know from that a couple of the launch titles. So why don't we just go over, recap all the ones we know. So let's go Xbox first. Uh, so Watch Dogs Legion. Sean, you uh, said you were interested in that one? Yes. They showed off that um, that RTX ray tracing demo at Forward. And um, it looked fantastic. It looked amazing. I'm really looking forward to running around London, a futuristic London and recruiting other players and stuff like that but what um i don't know is it too ambitious with, with the whole recruiting system i know ubisoft say you can recruit anyone but is it too much i mean this is this is my concern like you can recruit absolutely anyone in london to help you what so the whole of london believes in your side of the cause in which yeah. case why aren't they doing something about it well i i did a bit of reading into it and i've read a few articles and stuff and apparently you need to do side missions to convince these people. You can't just recruit them as you go. Oh, you yeah, have to convince that. them. You have to do side missions to convince them to come over to your side. And okay. it's like, if you have to do that for every single person that you want to recruit, is that not going to get this a is... bit stale and a bit boring? Yeah. How are you going to get it's anywhere? 
Exactly. Yeah. Is this is this Mass Effect loyalty missions for the entire yeah. population of London? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know until we get sort of handed on with it. I don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna work out, but it's very ambitious. I'll give it that. Yeah, I want to. I want to see more because it just it seems like it's a cool idea. You can recruit anyone. Like they keep showing that poor little old lady who keeps getting recruited with the taser, and like I think that would be cool at first, but since you can you can like swap out their gadgets and stuff can't you so you can kind of get mm. someone and be like oh that would be cool to have on the team and then completely change what they're capable of anyway it kind of looks like it would just get a bit old just picking mm. people out because they look interesting so yeah i want to see more of that and and right i'm not happy about this all game developers do this all of them whenever there's a game set in london they always have stupid accents <laughs> stupid british accents yeah I'm with way over that. the top Everyone talks like an East End gangster, and it's, like, it's just not right. <laughs> you watch your math, son. <laughs> exactly, exactly like that, and it really winds me up when it's like oh, that. Or really odd posh ones that don't quite work. <laughs> yeah, everyone's the queen or a proper gangster. Yeah, I'm Welcome to man. London, baby. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's go on to Ubisoft's other launch title, which will be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Woo! and who better Talk to us about that than wooing Heidi. I'm sorry, I, I held it in as long <laughs> as I could, but woo, I'm so excited. Now, like, I loved Odyssey, but even though I love it, I can admit it had some faults. And Sean, don't you start. I loved it. Just leave it alone. And the map was like, it was it was so good, but it was so empty and it got really repetitive. So I think with Valhalla, I'm so excited about the settlement feature that you can kind of even have a bit of base building and build like a blacksmith and a tattoo parlor and it's going to be like your hub to come back to which I think will be so cool and then like I'm really interested to see they said they were like moving away from the traditional formula of like main and side quests because it would make no sense to have this viking invader just like stopping to help every English peasant and be like oh can I help you like pick flowers and rebuild your house and stuff so they said they're going to like do different side content but they have said that very coyly and I don't really know what they mean. So I want to know more about that. And I have to know more about this Viking rap battle thing because they have mentioned this a few times. Oh, um, what, what, what? I'm going to have to stop you there. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you say it. It's flighting or something. They keep talking about Viking rap battles and it's going to be an actual feature in the game and you have to like pick your responses and it has to both like be insulting, but also rhyme well and flow well. And I, I did not know this was a thing for the Vikings. I didn't know they were big on rap battles. So I am very curious to see how on earth that is going to be implemented in this. Well, had you, well, had you... I, I had no idea. And now I know that Assassin's Creed Valhalla has Monkey Island inside sword fighting in it. I am all <laughs> over yeah. that biz. Oh man, it is going to be, ah, it's going to be so good. I cannot wait for this one. But I think, but I'm gonna, but, I'm, don't I'm, you dare! But, oh, here but, comes the mood killer. <laughs> is it going to be another Odyssey five thousand hour game that just goes on forever? That? If it's a great it's, game, yeah, what yes, is wrong it will. I just want. I would like an ending. I'd no, like an, Sean. A point where it finishes. Stop being so cynical. No, it's a, if it's a good game, it can carry on forever. <laughs> it looks like this one's going to kind of like plug a lot of the gaps that. Odyssey had wrong with it because I I will agree with you it could get a little repetitive with the side quests and a bit with the map and stuff and this just looks this just looks awesome I can't wait for that although I do wish they had hurried up the reveal a little bit because do you remember that they like they they teased the the artwork for it and it was playing for like hours and everyone was just kind of had to sit and watch and be like oh he built the castle he took the castle away what is it going to be 
So that one bugged me a little bit, but the game, ah, I'm so excited for. I'm not going to hear another word against it, Sean. So just. Ah. Well, then, in that case, let's not have another word about <laughs> it. Let's move on to uh, Microsoft launch title in Gears Tactics. Now, Sean, I know you've played this on PC, and I love my strategy games. Sell it to me. It's great. I love it. That's all you need. Okay, to I'm know. sold. Thank you exactly. very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great turn-based tactics game. Um, Coalition and Splash Damage have done a really good job with it, I think. It's just got that that gears shell. It's just got it's just it's got everything gears is great for, but they've completely turned it around and put it into a different game, which I really think the franchise needed. Okay, cool. How do you think it's going to work on console? I actually played it with a controller on my. PC. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, and it worked fine. It was it was great. No issues at all. So You're I making think this sound really cool. I think I'm going to have to try it. It's, oh, it's it's really good. The boss battles are great. Just the the general game gameplay is great. The story's like really interesting. You sort of want to, it pulls you along. You want to find out what's going on. And it's it's a good game. It's a really good game. I would have thought it would have come sooner hmm. to console, but I guess with you know next gen coming along, maybe it got pushed back to that. But no, it's fantastic and in Game Pass as well. So. Yeah everyone's got a chance to play it and give it a give it a go and i highly recommend that you do i mean maybe after all the delays they just held it back so they'd have like yeah a, a first party game at launch yeah so it's going to be on xbox one as well so everyone can get to try some turn-based gears which sounds good yeah uh next on the list we have one of my favorites good old destiny 2 a game <laughs> i and millions of other people love to hate <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dip, I dip in every now and again. Um, I play the hell out of the game whenever a new content thing drops. And that happens for about two or three weeks before I remember that I've done everything and there's nothing left for me. So I move on. <laughs> and, and that cycle repeats itself every few months. And that looks to be what's going to happen again. We're getting Destiny 2 on launch on the Xbox Series X and Series S. And then when... Uh, Beyond Light, when that drops later in November, I think that's the 22nd, if I remember, um, that will be bringing all of the new content and all of this is going to be on Game Pass as well. That's as a of big deal. next week, yes. Yeah. Big. Get up to the new expansion will be on Game Pass, which is a lot of content. Even though come Beyond Light, they are putting a lot of that content into a vault. So they're getting rid of... I think four of the planets and a bunch of oh, modes yeah. and missions mm. and stuff. I can't remember if that did that affect achievements in the end. I remember you wrote a story on that. I think it did. Just um, for a few of the the planets, like uh, and the moons, even yeah. I think it does. I think there was one that was affected. I can't remember off the oh, top right. of my head which one it would yeah, be. Maybe um, but the plan is the plan is for them these things to go into the vault, be worked on, and then brought back at a later date. These aren't going <laughs> oh, forever. Okay. Oh yeah, and they so, did say they had a plan for. The things that would be affected when they went into yeah. the hole, didn't they? Yeah, they, I think they've said they're going to work on these locations, these game types, improve them, then bring them back at a later date. So even if there was an affected achievement, you might be waiting 18 months, two years to get it, but it should <laughs> still be achievable one day. <laughs> at some point. Yep. I mean, that's Destiny 2. People have been playing it for for years. People have been playing Destiny for over six, six seven years now, isn't it? Yeah, six years. Wow, has it been that long? Yep, and I, like a fool, have probably over three thousand hours between the two games. That is ridiculous. Yes. That is very ridiculous. impressive. 
That sounds like Heidi. Impressive or ridiculous? I mean, I'll take either. I'm going with impressive. Sean is cynical, so I'm going with impressive. I'm I'm so cynical. (laughs) I will take it. I will take it, and we will move on to our next launch title, which is The Falconeer. Sean, I believe you've played this one. Yes, I played a very brief 10, 15 minutes of it at um, XO19. And it was really cool. I really liked it. It was in, I think it was in a very early stage, though, when I was playing it, because there was a few minor hiccups but it wasn't anything too major but yeah basically you're on the back of a giant falcon and you and like a squadron of other falcon dudes and dudettes um go around like attacking other flying beasts it's, it's and and outposts and stuff like that and you use like uh ocean thermals to ride the thermals and you go up in the air and can dive and barrel roll it's really cool it, it was does look really cool yeah, it's kind of like a different take on, on dogfighting with, with mm-hmm. huge birds. Yeah, it's nice to see indie devs getting a lot of clout out of this new kit as well. That really impressed me. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it would be a, a great game to play to play at launch. You know, once you're sort of done with your Watchdogs Legions and your, your bigger games like that, dip into a bit of the Falconeer for something sure. very different. Uh, also coming at launch is... The next-gen version of Marvel's Avengers, which, depending on who you ask, is either the best game of the generation or the worst game of the generation. <laughs> uh, Heidi, where do you sit? Yeah, this this one has just gone so back and forth. Like when when they were, when they first started talking about it, it was like that looks amazing, and then they showed the first look at the characters, and it was a bit kind of oh interesting. And then they came back, and they were like, look, everyone looks a bit better, and it it was, and then like it looked so cool but the more the more gameplay that was shown the more kind of everyone seemed to go off it a bit and then when they did all that spider-man playstation exclusivity that was just a that just messed everything up i think a little bit and i've i really like the idea of it i love the like the the rebuilding the avengers and building up your base and um like the focus on miss marvel and everything i think is so cool and like the um that they've got so much planned to support it post-launch as well i think is awesome but I've kind of gone from like, yeah, I absolutely have to get this at day one to I'm kind of happy to wait a bit and play it um, with the next gen version because like, I, I still really want to play it, but I'm not sure. It was just kind of like the more they showed and like the feedback has been so kind of wobbly. Like you said, people are either like, this is just insane or insane, but for the wrong reason. So <laughs> I, I'm, I am no longer as sure i still really want to play i'm determined to enjoy it but i am as you can tell undecided Mm -hmm. i'm right there with you like it's exactly the kind of game i should like having wasted so much of my life on destiny (laughs) but i just can't find it in myself to to jump in (laughs) um i think next gen might actually almost be a downside for this because a lot of the bugs and technical issues people are reporting are only going to get exacerbated by the game looking that much better yeah, and I think um, I think another thing that worried it as well was that I know they've like fixed a lot of stuff, but having gone from like Marvel Spider Man uh, when they have Spider Man in the game and they showed him like web swinging and stuff, and it just looked so uh, clunky and like kind of a bit forced, and like uh, some of Hulk's moves just kind of make the whole screen kind of like painfully shake, and I'm not not too sure about how that looks. So yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to wait a bit. I get mm-hmm. later. Cool. Next up, 
Dirt 5, Cody's New Racer. And again, Sean, you've played this because we seem to let you play everything. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I haven't played the, the main game. I've only played um, the Playgrounds mode, which is the uh, sort of create your own um, like stunt park and things like that, complete with like Evil Knievel firings and jumping over buses and uh, that sort of thing. But from what I have played, I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. I really like how each car handles differently and it feels not not realistic. Well, yeah, it does feel a little bit realistic. Each car is very different in the way it performs, which I really like. There's a lot of effort's gone into that. And while I haven't sort of tried out the sort of off-road, getting stuck in the mud sort of thing, um, from what I've seen, it looks really cool. Uh, they've just shown the Xbox Series S, uh, the game running on Xbox Series Ooh. S, and that looked fantastic. I know there was um, controversy in previous uh, gameplay videos with the puddles not reflecting light properly. I think it was. And there's a whole thing. <laughs> How around, dare they? Yeah, there's a whole thing around Puddlegate in Dirt Five. What? Puddlegate. Puddlegate. <laughs> Get in the sea. Puddle. Come on. But uh, all those puddle gators were proven wrong when they showed the uh, the Series S. Well, thank goodness uh, for gameplay that. demo. There was the, there was light reflecting off of those bad boys for for eons. I'll tell you now. Mm-hmm. Well, it would be good to have a racing game at launch anyway. Otherwise, Rich would have kicked off. <laughs> kicked off big time. Yeah. Um, also coming at launch, we have Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, Sean, is Tetris the best game ever made? No. You're fired. <laughs> Heidi, is Tetris the best game ever made? No. Oh man, now I've got to write everything myself. <laughs> Today is getting worse oh, for a second. Right, Tetris Effect is amazing. Uh, I can see why people are getting cynical. It's like, eh, it's just a block dropping game where it doesn't show off at all. No, this game in 4K HDR is beautiful. Like the, the effects that are going on around the screen while you're playing, it's absolutely mind blowing. Like it's so wonderfully presented that you're distracted from the fact that you're even playing Tetris. It's, it's almost kind of transcendental. It's beautiful. This is definitely the hill you're prepared to die on, then, that Tetris is the best game ever. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> Without it's a doubt. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> it's perfect. It's literally one of the few examples of a perfect video game. Tetris Effect, that's already out on PlayStation, isn't it? Yes, it's been out on PlayStation and PC, I believe. Right, uh, okay. It came out alongside PlayStation VR, which, right. again, that so like the VR? HCR 4K stuff. Yep. Wow. So all those all those effects are kind of happening all around you and towards you and getting in the way of the Tetris a little bit. But it's just such an immersive experience there. And I think having played it in HDR4K as well, it does kind of emulate that VR experience somewhat. Like you, the animations and the colors and the effects all pop so vividly that, well, it's not quite the same as having them drift right in front of your eyes when you're trying to play Tetris. Mm. It's as close as you're going to get without a 3D screen. Oh, cool. I might have to check it out. It's been a while since I've played a Tetris game. Mm-hmm. Me too. Apparently so, since you're unaware of its perfection. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on our Xbox launch title list, we have Yakuza Like a Dragon, a spin-off, kind of spin-off, from the standard Yakuza games, in that it goes from being an open-world GTA-alike to being an ter- open-world turn-based RPG. <laughs> Uh, it's actually a mainline entry in the series we're moving away from from the previous locations previous characters and previous gameplay entirely 
but it is technically a mainline game and as such there is going to be a hell of a lot to do i don't know if you guys have played the yakuza games but they are ocean deep in terms of content yeah you can just you lose days just messing around in in arcades playing virtual fighter playing slot right. games it's you can just, it's so well presented that you can just lose yourself in i've got in these amazing japanese settings a couple of them downloaded through game pass on my pc but i just haven't got around to diving into them yet because i know how much content there is and i know i just want to play it all in one go yeah definitely and there is tons you can lose days to these games <laughs> and then wake up one day and like what am I doing with my life? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in an arcade trying to score a perfect game so that I can get a chicken to join my mafia family. Well, that's essential. I can see why. I, it was essential. It absolutely <laughs> was essential. <laughs> and that's it. That's uh, as far as we know so far. That's your Xbox Series X launch titles. Uh, moving on to the pre-order situation, mm. which after the last couple of days seems like an absolute godsend, yeah. I'll be honest. Definitely. Uh, Microsoft has been a lot more clear in its messaging. They're going to drop all pre-orders on the 22nd of September at 8 a.m. local time. Perfect. See which means that all retailers will have equal chance to sell them. Everyone that wants them has equal chance to buy them. And everyone that wants one has an equal chance of being blocked by bots that snipe their order. <laughs> take take note, Sony. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll come to that in a bit, shall we? <laughs> Because that's been fun. Yeah. You, uh, you guys going to pick one up next week? Oh, definitely. Yeah? Definitely. Yeah. S or, S or X? X, for sure. Got to be the X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Got to be the X. I'm, I'm tempted by an S at launch, just because I'm, I'm already getting a PlayStation 5. So yeah. I'm not sure I need both with the launch titles, so kind of similar to one another on the launch list. Uh, I've already got one x at home and so the s would be my next gen game pass machine for the time being yeah and then once the big wave of series x stuff drops then i can jump in with the hardware once they're a bit more readily available i think i think that's what a lot of people's plans are like especially some of my friends they're they're not xbox gamers at all but when they saw the series s with xbox all access so two years of game pass and the console for what was it i think it's 17 quid a month i think i could be it's 21 i think 21 21 is it for the series s i can't remember what it is exactly but they're all they're all very convinced that they're going to go for the series s over a playstation this year Mm. just because the games are very similar and you know you get game pass for two years and it's cheap it's so cheap yeah that price is insane absolutely is and speaking of playstation this week we had the ps5 showcase event which happened on wednesday that was Sony's opportunity to show its hand in terms of date, price, launch games. This one being a little bit more recent, a little bit more structured, I think we'll probably go over in the order it happened. But I say that, I'm immediately going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to look at the price and the date first. So they announced that the US, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, South Korea would be getting it on the 12th of November. And the rest of the world, which sadly includes us, We'll get it on the 19th. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's purely a distribution thing. If you look at a map as the crow flies and you're not a flat earther, (laughs) then all of those places are easily reachable from Japan, which is obviously where the console is made. Whereas getting into Europe, they're going to have to land it somewhere and then go through customs. Yeah, true. At least two or three times each to get to each different country. Mm. So that extra week kind of makes sense there, I think. 
as we know, there are two different versions of the PS5, the standard one and the digital edition. The standard was announced to be the same price as Series X, Mm -hmm. which I think we kind of saw coming, really. And the digital edition, which I didn't see coming, came in almost £100 cheaper at 359 Now, it's still not close to 250 but is it close enough to kind of steal a chunk of that that budget end of the next gen market? Do you think? I don't know. I think I've seen like um, a few people commenting on how if they were going to get the Series X for themselves, they get the Series S for their kids who play all digital and wouldn't be as fussed about the difference between the two and just want like the that cheap little next gen one. I think that's got so much more attraction. I think. Mm-hmm. than um, if you were just looking at the prices. I think that would just send you straight away to the Series S, I think. Yeah, that's fair. But then when you look at the stats, obviously Series S has reduced RAM compared to the X. A few other kind of, not downgrades like, as such, but things that doesn't stack up quite so well and no disk drive, whereas mm-hmm. the digital PlayStation is identical in every way apart yeah, from that true. lack of a disk drive. So I don't know, mm-hmm. for me, I think I think it could be tempting as an as the next gen option of choice for people who sit somewhere in the middle you know they want they've got a 4k tv they want the next gen experience so they don't want to kind of forego that by going into the s i I think i think it could do quite well i mean looking at the the pre-order figures and the stats are coming out it seems like the digital edition is in shorter supply than the the standard which kind of makes sense because retailers obviously don't want you to buy the version that can't read the other the games the other products they sell yeah so it kind of makes sense to me that they would buy in a lot less stock of the ones that effectively put them out of business in the long term but we'll see how that changes when they open up direct pre-orders yeah definitely i think it's a, uh, a good price point for that digital edition i think it's i think it will sway quite a few people Across. I do. I think both are good price points, to be honest. So I think both the, the standard and the Series X are yeah. a crazy price for, yeah. the, for what you're getting. Like the, we all thought for so long that the reason Sony and Microsoft were playing chicken here was because they were scared to tell us their prices. But yeah. for you know, four nine nine dollars so for that tech, that's crazy. Yeah, that's really, really good. But yeah, maybe they just couldn't afford another five nine nine meme situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't go there again. Jesus. I think it had yeah. to be under that under the five hundred dollar mark. It had to be. It couldn't be yeah. any more than that, especially with everything that's gone on this year. No, it does make sense. Well, there's our, our little time skip out of the way, so now we can jump into the games they actually showed off. And the first one blew my tiny mind <laughs> because I'd read rumors about this happening, and I poo pooed all of them. It's like, no, that can't happen. That won't happen. And definitely, definitely, definitely. What's this? <laughs> and yeah, and from the first like few seconds of that trailer, I knew what it was, <laughs> and I wanted it, and I wanted a PS5 to play it on. This is Final Fantasy 16, PlayStation exclusive uh, as well. PlayStation exclusive, an unknown time of PlayStation exclusivity, which seems to be a recurring theme with some of these. Yeah. Oh, is it limited? A lot of them, I believe, all of them that they've announced recently have been ah, timed exclusives okay they've done a lot of clarification since because on the day they messed up and said a few of them were on pc when they weren't god yeah they didn't mention that they were timed so it's, it's all a bit confusing if things are still coming to light but as far as best i know it's a timed exclusive for whether okay. that means three months whether that means three years 
a week. We just don't know at this point because, you know, this game is probably at least 18 months, two years out at this point. Yeah. Uh, it looks to be keeping up the same kind of theme as 15 and 7 Remake in that it's more action-based. We have the Final Fantasy fourteen. Some of their team uh, are heading this up, which really excites me because a lot of the more recent Final Fantasy games have kind of let the story side of things go downhill, whereas fourteen is one of the best storytellers in the series. It's just so, so good. And that's another one I've sunk thousands of hours into because <laughs> I'm an absolute loser. <laughs> You're too hard on yeah, yourself. I, I can't... <laughs> in what world can someone say i have played over a thousand okay, hours of Final okay. fantasy 14 and not be called a loser i'll take it i'll own it i'll give it to you then bye <laughs> but yeah Final fantasy 16 looks absolutely superb we saw snippets of gameplay a lot of cutscenes, a fairly long trailer actually that surprised me yeah but it, was. it looks it looks good and i am into it and want it and they followed that up with some more spidey action Woo! Which oh, there's whooping Heidi again, so I guess that's your cue. Get on in. Oh man, I I keep saying this, but I'm so excited for this one too. The first Spider Man, like I had that as my um, PlayStation game of the decade when we did that on TT. Oh wow! It was oh, just yeah. like so consistently brilliant. It was just awesome. Like everything they were trying to do in that game, they just did brilliantly. And I know there was like um, there was a lot of confusion, wasn't there, when they first announced it because they made some comments about how it was more comparable to uh expansion than like a full game i think and then, they, they described it as like uncharted lost legacy yeah, yeah and then they said like the full story arc is more like uh yeah uncharted lost legacy so but um but either way like miles was such a cool character and i love that like it's like in the like the wintry new york and he's gonna have new powers like invisibility and bioelectricity which just sounds awesome i am a bit concerned about what they've done with peter because all they've said is just he's okay <laughs> and it's like right. a year <laughs> after. <laughs> he's fine. fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's on holiday. So I want to know what's going on there. And it did make me laugh as well that they said because like he's learning from Peter and he's not like as confident yet that when he's trying to web swing around the city, he's going to be like a lot more. They use the word flaily. He's going to flail around a lot. So I'm <laughs> very interested to see what they mean by this. And um, I think, man, it was just. Such enjoyable experience with Marvel Spider-Man. So Miles Morales, I'm just so excited for that. I cannot wait. And I hear no opposition from you, Luke, or from Sean. So I can accept this that we are all excited yeah. for this. You are you are quite right. I'm dead excited <laughs> to play it again. I was I was impressed to hear that like a it's a kind of mid-price release to begin with, mm. but there's also a full-price version which on the ps5 also gets you a remastered version yeah. of the original game to mess around in. yeah which is awesome so with a new trophy list as well so yes please and more exciting. suits and stuff which is also very exciting so yeah and all the dlc fun. which i didn't play so oh would, you've got to it's so fun i will look forward it, to that it, then sorry didn't it look great though the, yeah, it looked the gameplay amazing. it looked fantastic i thought that was the, probably the most visually impressive things i've seen on the playstation it looks yeah, so it, good it looks insane. I think that and um, Ratchet and Clank are the ones that have just looked so yeah. like mind-blowingly beautiful so far. Definitely. For sure. Now, this next one, obviously, J.K. Rowling is human trash, so I'm not going to touch this. <laughs> yeah. Uh So, Heidi, take it away. Yeah, so just, <laughs> just leaving that entirely. 
just focusing on the game. That game I, I am so excited about. And it is it's distance from yeah, I cannot wait for it. I've been waiting for a game like this for ages. And it's like distance itself from the Harry Potter thing because it's Hogwarts legacy, which is cool. Um man, I'm so excited when I saw that trailer. It was amazing. I like the eighteen hundreds bit drew me at first. That's such a jump, but I guess it works well to kind of distance itself and we don't have to worry about being like boxed in with Harry Potter and prophecy and Voldemort and stuff. They couldn't they couldn't do it like modern day though, could they? I don't know if yeah. phones are banned at Hogwarts, but everyone would be like, you know, Snapchatting and Instagramming. Well, like, if you read the books, Sean, you would know that they could not use phones at the school. I'm oh, sorry. Do they not? I can't it's been a long time since I read the book. <laughs> it's um I like I like the I like the idea that they're going so far back in time that I'm kind of curious to know what they're going to do with it because like this this whole bit about um they said like your character can have like ancient magic I don't really know what that's Ooh. about so I'm curious about that but um I like that they're putting in fantastic beasts stuff like in the trailer those little deer babies with the giant eyes I have to see more of them I want to know what that's about did you see that they're so cute yeah I'm, and, I'm um, so down for that <laughs> and um I love that you are going to do like potions, go to Hogsmeade, all the Harry Potter stuff. I'm kind of, I, I want to know how they're going to manage that with like the, the school classes and the exploration, whether it's going to be like Fire Emblem and you have kind of like a set time to do classes mm. and, and then you can kind of explore or whether it's going to be more of like a sneaking out to go to the Forbidden Forest at night kind of thing. Either way, man, I, I'm so excited about that. I was hoping to see some Quidditch, but there was no Quidditch in the trailer. Yeah, there was, there was just a one person holding where, a broom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on, you've got to give us Quidditch. A decent, you know, really good Quidditch game. It has to oh. be in there. Like, they've shown that. Yeah, bit. it's got to be. They could not tease that and take it away. Exactly. And it looks like there's going to be more new places to go. Like, they show people on hippogriffs flying out somewhere, and I want to know where that is and what's going Hogsmeade. on. Hogsmeade was in the trailer. Woof, cool. thank goodness it has to be in the trailer. And... Yeah, potions, biology, dueling, all that stuff. It looks like it is going to do the whole like Hogwarts experience, which is going to be so cool. And I like that you can you can customize your character so it's like completely its own thing. And yeah, you're right. It does work a lot better being so far set apart from Harry Potter, so you don't need to be like just chilling in your lesson and Harry just kind of like zooms past off to do like near death experiences that your character can't get involved in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this just. I'm so excited for this one. Well, Sean, since you're such a big Quidditch fan, why don't you tell us a little bit about a game that has absolutely no Quidditch in it at all? <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Well, it might, it well, might have Quidditch yeah, in it. I don't know. It's not been confirmed. We can't confirm that. It's not so. been confirmed yet. You know, how, Quidditch might still play a part. I don't I know. I can dream. <laughs> but yeah, no, we saw um, uh, uh, gameplay, uh, campaign gameplay uh, during the showcase for uh, Black Ops Cold War. And it was just a brief few minutes of a mission where Woods and the gang were uh, infiltrating an airfield. It starts off all stealthy and kind of espionage with like silent assassinations and stuff going on. And then it all goes wrong in typical Call of Duty fashion and there's explosions everywhere and things like that. But all of it captured on PS5 and it looked fantastic again. It, again, visually impressive. Everything so far shown on the playstation has been visually fantastic yeah completely agree the only thing i didn't enjoy about this one was the music yeah, like yeah. When, the, when the action kicked off it sounded like a middle school violin orchestra yeah. just <laughs> practicing or tuning up it was just really dis- discordant stings and 
didn't fit at all. Yeah. It was just really bad. But while I was, it looked amazing. While I was I was watching the trailer again today, and just the overall sound sounded really good until they added all of that orchestral stuff in. It didn't need it. Just the whole the explosions, the driving, the shooting, it all sounded fantastic. But um, yeah, that music was weird. Very weird. It was an odd choice indeed. Next up, we saw Resident Evil Village. Some more spooky goings on. First person horror. I enjoyed the reinvented Resident Evil 7. I played a bit of that in VR. I can highly recommend it if you don't get scared to death easily. Oh, that's me out then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not handle that. I am still scared of E.T., so Resident Evil is... <laughs> far beyond me i'm still gonna have a go but it's gonna take the ages because i'll just have my dude hiding behind obstacles and not going anywhere so i have to work up to this mm. yeah this is in terms of horror games like resident evil 7 and by the looks of it village are yeah. kind of hard to expert level resident 7 wow. in vr is expert plus <laughs> i will i'm, with, I'm gonna get with there. Permadeath. i'll work up to it it's definitely worth doing. Like they did a really good job of reinventing it and getting the series back on the rails. It'd been after four started going a bit wacky with things. Five went way too far and ended up with Chris punching boulders and stuff. <laughs> and then six was just an absolute tonal mess. I liked bits of it and it was fun in co-op, but it left them absolutely nowhere else to go. They had like Wesker as a super villain, loads of new characters you don't care about at all, but everyone's their own grandpa apparently. <laughs> It's, yeah, it just went absolutely nonsense. So they did exactly the right thing in rebooting it with Seven into a first-person horror game, and that went down really well. And so Village continues in that wake, by the looks of things. The trailer was just enough already, like the creepy old woman laughing. And, and the picture book. Yeah, the picture book and shadows and things jumping out everywhere. Mm. I That alone was too much for me, but I'm still so interested because it looks like it's going to do what it's trying to do really well, and I want to be there for it, but it's going to take a while. You can work up to it, it's fine. Maybe maybe you could work up to it with Oddworld Soulstorm, <laughs> the next game they show. <laughs> Although I hear you're also scared of that. Yes, yeah. I am. I the, Man, it just traumatizes me. It's just, no, it's too much. I know Sean. Abe, how can you say that about Abe? Abe is the most disarming. Abe is creature. terrifying. He farts and he find he farts and laughs at himself when he farts. Yeah, that's that's not so bad. But like his world and his creepy oh, it's just creepy. The whole thing is just messed up. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to work up to that one as well. I know you are a fan of this one. Oh, big time. It's something I've been waiting for for a long time. The whole Oddworld saga has been a bit of a nightmare from the start. And this, yeah, Soulstorm, I think, was announced back in 2016, I think it might have been. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then it was supposed to be released in 2017 and it got delayed and then delayed again. And now we're finally going to see it sometime in 2020, but there's still no release date for it yet. And it's coming to both PS4 and PS5. Mm-hmm. But I think my ma- my main takeaway from that was that Lawn Landing doesn't age. Yeah, you said that when we were watching when we were watching it. He doesn't age at all. But he's Lawn Landing is great. I'm I'm all down for Lawn Landing. Anything mm-hmm. Lawn Landing. Yeah, yeah, the Elder Elder World games are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Just barely put a foot wrong that series. So I'll, I'll take more definitely. On the other side, one series that maybe has put a foot wrong once or twice: Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, we got a new game there a bit called security breach now i don't really like these games they're made just for youtubers to shout at and make money 
Yeah. My only real experience of Five Nights at Freddy's is back when I was working on gaming books for kids and we had a very strict no T-rated games policy. And so we had a lot of back and forth on the covers there. And then one day they just turned around and said, can you put Five Nights at Freddy's on the cover? Oh, God. And it was this huge back and forth and we did it. And it almost got signed off and they just got into this massive tirade at us. So you can't put that on the cover. It's T-rated. <laughs> you, you told us to. You told us to repeatedly. It's rubbish. I wouldn't want this on the cover. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's coming. If you don't think it's rubbish, then it's coming to PS5. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to be announced at all. But yeah, no, I don't think anyone was. It was no. a bit of a surprise. But eh, <laughs> never mind. I think we were expecting a bit of, uh, a bit of death loop, though. But I wasn't expecting them to do the whole timed exclusive thing again. That was very much a surprise. So Heidi, what's good about Deathloop? What? Well, exactly. What is going on? I am so here for this game, but I don't. I don't understand what's going on. The trailers, like, I'm like, wow, amazing. But what? I don't understand. <laughs> but I love like the whole part of like the loop is that you have to figure out the puzzle of where everyone's going to be and how to get them in the best time, and that they showed that off that you can kind of um there was that scientist wasn't there and he wasn't going to go to a party and if you managed to get him there then you could take out two at once and I was like yeah this is amazing it's so like that whole thing was so chaotic there was just so much going on people in masks and did they mention cannibals it was crazy it looks awesome I am completely overwhelmed by it but I'm definitely here (laughs) for it I mean, it's arcane, isn't it? So it's, it definitely has mm. that dishonoured kind of vibe to it. You could see that in some of the, the blink abilities and yeah, well, this, a yeah. lot of the other bits and bobs going on. I thought that was really cool. And I love, I love the style of it. Yeah, and stuff. I love that like spanner in the works that there's someone after you as well. So it's not even just racing against the clock to get your targets, but also mm. trying not to get killed by this other person who knows what's going on. Yeah, I think it's such a cool idea. Um Every time they talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to see more. And then they show more and I'm left with more questions than I had before, but I'm still very excited for it. But that was, definitely was supposed to be a, a launch title, wasn't it, for PS5? Mm-hmm. But it was, Originally, I think, yeah. Yeah, pushed back to Q2 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a big one. It's been rumoured for a long time. They showed it off earlier in the year and people went a bit nuts. Demon Souls... So Bluepoint Games have taken From's original Souls game from PS3 and polished it up to make what looks to me like one of the most, if you'll excuse it, next-gen games. <laughs> like It's one of definitely one of the more polished games out there. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't really like Demon's Souls. I know that probably means I'm going to leave the office today <laughs> to a, an angry mob of torches and pitchforks, but... It's, I've always thought oh, it was the no weakest. Tetris, I agree. There you go, you see. You know what's up. <laughs> no, I, was, I just felt it. it was the weakest of the Souls games. I played it when it launched and it just felt kind of not quite there. It felt, after coming back to it after having played Dark Souls, it just felt like, a, like an alpha version of Dark Souls, really. Like, I like the idea, I like the world, I like mm. the, the premise, I like everything about it apart from the game, really. So this is perfect for me. Like Blue Point have done a really good job on things like Shadow of the Colossus and the Uncharted Collection. Yeah. So they've 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 shown their chops in terms of cleaning these games up. And if they can do the same thing for Demon Souls, which from the trailers it looks like they very much have done, then I'm all over it. Yeah. Where do you uh, where do you guys stand on Souls's 
Souls' games is. I've never really been a big fan of them. I don't have, I don't have the patience. Oh, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> the angry mob isn't going to know where to go. I've got there, so I think we're all facing the pitchforks for that one because I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I well, well, it's been nice knowing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this is the hill we will die on. Yep. Anyone got a Game Boy and Tetris I can play? Unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> not. But yeah, Cells Remaster is on my shopping list. That'll be one of my, my pickups when I get my PS5, definitely. Because I think between Bluepoint and all the stuff I liked about the game before, I really think it's going to be something special. And then they continue to impress me with more Devil May Cry. Now, I will always take more Devil May Cry <laughs> in any context at any time. So they showed off Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, which introduces Virgil as a playable character, Dante's idiot brother. <laughs> and he looks suitably amazing. And they also showed off a lot of new next-gen enhancements that are only possible on next-gen. So the legendary, uh, le- legendary Dark Knight, is it, I think? special difficulty mode which basically multiplies the number of enemies on screen by like 10 Mm. so it's just absolute chaos isn't there a a faster mode as well or something you can play it on one point it's got a turbo mode yeah Yeah. the turbo mode is like 20% faster than regular mode wow I mean they originally put that in in I think Devil May Cry 3 because the PAL version would run at 50 hertz so they they had to put that in to get it up to the same speed as 60 hertz so that's why they did it that's interesting yeah um but that's retained now because people really liked it they put it in dmc like the redone version of the uh ninja theory one and that went down really well so it's you know fans like it 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 makes the game that much more hectic and it's awesome they showed off the ray tracing which looked very very shiny almost too shiny but that's fine because you can choose to turn it off if you want they went through all the different like display modes the game has so you can do play it at 4k 30 with uh, ray tracing, I think, and it's, it's 1080p with ray tracing. 1080p, 30, I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah. The information is out there. It's on our website. You can find it very easily. <laughs> I think you wrote the story, didn't you? Whereas, whereas <laughs> I obviously haven't found it very easily. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, there's a ton of different display modes, and it goes up to I think they said 120 fps is the highest one. And I don't know. I don't know about you, but I very much want to play Devil May Cry 120 fps. I think yeah, it needs to be played at that. I think that's that's the perfect frame rate for it. Oh, yeah. When they said 30 frames for Devil May Cry, I, I wept, I'll Ugh. be honest. Like, that's, that's not to be done. Don't do it, kids. We need that buttery smooth 120. Hell yeah. And then they moved on to a game that everyone knows and some people love. Fortnite is coming to PS5. Uh, I don't think we really need to say anything about Fortnite. I think that's what do you mean? Biggest it's, game of the world. It's, it's, it's the <laughs> biggest game of the world, unless you only own an iPhone, in which case you can't play it. Huh? Hey! Uh, but yeah, to, to nobody's surprise, both next-gen consoles, you will be able to play Fortnite on. Yay. Hooray! Uh, yeah, that's fine. Fortnite's kind of fun, and that will be big news to a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. And big news to us, okay, was the PS Plus Collection Ooh, announcement, yeah. which I don't think anyone really saw coming. No, we yeah, definitely not. We were sort of watching the event in the office, weren't we, Luke? And when it yeah. came up, we were like, "What? What is this? The PlayStation what Plus Collection?" They, yeah, it was just both of us in unison, kind of. Yeah, are they are they doing Game Pass? This is Game Pass. This is exactly the same as Game Pass, but it's it's not quite. But it kind of is. In that case, Sean, why don't you tell us how it's different? 
Yeah, so it's basically just um, a load of PlayStation games that you get a launch if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber in the form of a PlayStation Plus collection. At the moment, I think there's, or how many was it? I think it was about 20 odd. I think 19, yeah. 19, 20, yeah, something like that. And they're all games that you can um, play, yeah, if you've got PlayStation Plus subscription, you can play them all for free. And there's games like Days Gone, God of War, Persona 5's in there, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered. I think uh, Battlefield's in there as well, Battlefield 1, Fallout 4 as well. There's a few third-party bits as well as most of the major first-party bits. So Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it picking up on the bits i haven't played before definitely that's a nice little bonus that i didn't see coming yeah exactly and i think they're, they're gonna add more to it over the time as well it seems that way doesn't it so um i don't think anyone will ever tell you that it's going to give game pass a run for its money you no. know, you're not getting the, you're not getting the big first party games they won you're just getting last gen's greatest hits almost yeah but so. it's it's added value and added value is always going to be good for a consumer isn't it so yeah definitely and after confusing us with that, this, the Sony closed out the show, and oh. they had one little <laughs> one little surprise left in store. Woo, let me do I, my wooing. I think, oh, wooing sure. Yes, finally. Oh man, this, <laughs> this doesn't mean this doesn't mean that I will woo by the end of this podcast. I warn you. It will God happen. It. <laughs> can't confirm. Can't confirm. It'll happen. Can't guarantee. So, Sean, God of War, hear me. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok, as I think is is the official name for it. God of War 2 Ragnarok, something like that. But that little teaser at the end, oh, it blew my tiny little mind. I'm so up for it. Uh, just hearing Kratos speak again, speak again I had chills. <laughs> I, think it, I think he only said like two sentences in it, but it was more than enough to put me on like a massive hype train until 2021 when it finally comes out. An emotional experience for you all round. Oh, good golly gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. We don't know anything about it. It was literally just a teaser trailer with a rune and some ice and some snow, and then Kratos saying something about Ragnarok is coming, and everyone needs to prepare. But that's it. That's all it needed. You, that's all we needed. That, that is all it needed. To be fair, do you think it'll be far enough along if they've not got anything to show to hit next year? I don't know. I really don't know. Because when did God of War come out? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. April. Or something, two years, hasn't it? It'll be three next year. So, well, they've got the engine and they've got the tech in place, yeah. obviously. But to then upscale it to a new generation, exactly. That's it's. it's it seems like a, a big ask. Yeah, the time frame is quite short. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be there. And, I, well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll find out. I won't say what happened at the end of God of War because I know Heidi. I don't think you've played it. Um, I played a but, bit, <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, I, I can't wait to find out what happens, you know, with the ending of God of War. With the with the thing, With yes. the thing. The cliffhanger, we'll call it that. Well, yeah, good. now I need to know what the thing is. Oh, you need to play it. I'm not spoiling it for you. It is quite good. I would recommend playing it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't want to say that I think it is not the best because I can how many me. angry mobs do I we know, need I can, I'm, I can coming my, I'm coming around my i'm coming around your house with a pitchfork right now jesus <laughs> i'm no i'm not sorry no i will defend this i i think i think it's good i think there are better i i i can feel people sharpening the pitchfork so i'm gonna stop there i want to yeah. get this on record right it's- now 
God of War 2 Ragnarok Game of the Year 2021. <laughs> there you go. Well, you it. better hope it comes out in 2021 now. Calling it now. I bet you all who are listening, one pound. Well, there we have it. Sean's property. So in in one podcast, you've managed to get fired, be lynched by (laughs) Angry Mob, and go bankrupt. That's incredible. (laughs) It's a very special podcast. He's done very well. He's done very well. And you wooed. And you wooed. So everyone wins, sort of. (laughs) In in the most minor way possible. Uh, That was it for Sony's big show, but they didn't say anything about two other games which we now know are launch titles. Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which is a 3D platformy game, a spin-off from Little Big Planet, which looks pretty fun. And Destruction All-Stars, which is kind of a spiritual successor to Destruction Derby that they have shown us one trailer for and seem to think that's enough for us to want to go out and pre-order it for £70. Um, which I wouldn't necessarily agree with. I think it, I think it looks really fun. But yeah. we need to see more of that game. You can't just drop what is effectively a new IP or at launch on a console, having shown literally one trailer. It's, it's just Rocket League, but with destruction, Derby, and without the ball, isn't it? It's like got to be sort of a mid-range title, like cost-wise. I would have thought no, it's, it's full price. That's insane. I can't get over that. That is crazy. Uh, Sony closed out their presentation by letting us all know very handily that pre-orders would be open the following day. Now, re- yeah. retailers took that to mean, just put it live now. <laughs> and so, so they did. I think War- I think it was Walmart that broke first, and then everyone else just followed suit. Was it? But it, it was just chaos. Like People were just dropping things. It was crazy. Dropping their pre-orders. Mass panic. Sites going down left, right, and center. Like it, a lot of people managed to get theirs fairly early. Like I only noticed my friend posted on on Twitter that he'd managed to get one and I was like oh, okay all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in on this that's cool and I managed to get on perfectly smooth perfectly easy got mine but then within an hour there were people just crashing the site every other site going yeah. down retailers rushing to kind of beat one another to the punch it's been absolute bedlam uh did I review manage to get one yeah I I, I also I completely succumbed to the mass panic. I was, I was like, <laughs> what is going on? It's chaos everywhere. Sites were crashing. I um I did I did I got suckered into staying up for ages last night trying to get one and <laughs> panicking because everybody was saying I've got one I've got one and they hadn't and I was like but what about me? There must be one left. And oh. I, I knew you had one, Sean. I was like, dang it, Sean managed yeah. to get in there first. I want mine. I'm determined. And I managed to get one this morning, but it was tense and stressful. I haven't recovered fully. My experience of ordering a PS5 couldn't have gone smoother. Oh, it really, was, Sean? Yeah. I, I finished work uh, after the uh, showcase, drove home, about an hour home, and uh, checked my phone. One of my mates had messaged me saying, oh, game have got their pre- pre-orders live now. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll have a look. Went on there and bought one. And I think I messaged you, Luke. I think I put it on the... Our group yeah thing. he did yeah and uh yeah it was just it was really easy no issues at oh, all i am so happy for you sean <laughs> you and i managed to beat the rush by a matter of hours we because did. within within easily two or three hours it was just chaos yeah it's like, like i say sites going down left and right 
retailers overselling their stock, like taking the money up front. I think one of the sites was charging full price up front, but wow. charging it before you actually got the console. Before you actually get the console guaranteed, rather. So people the- were getting charged like four times when the site went down and they had to reload the page. Oh, God. That's ridiculous. It's, yeah, and all these issues just plaguing everyone. Even I know Rich was struggling. He he had to reload his site like 20 odd times just to get through to get one. Yeah. And it's been a nightmare. It's the furthest possible removed thing from what Microsoft has planned for, for next week, which is a nice orderly queue of you know when to go there, you know where to go, you know what you're getting. And we yeah. do love a queue. Play, play nice, don't we just? So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, though, because like I said before, the uh, having a fixed date and time for these kind of things does play into the hands of, of bots and scalpers. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. But hopefully things will go swimmingly a lot smoother than this week, this week at least, because this week has been, well, daft. I need to sleep at some point. That would, that, that would be nice. Yeah, no, it's been it's been crazy, crazy week. So yeah, now we know the price for the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X. We know release dates. We know pretty much most of the launch titles for both. Uh, there's still a few outliers there, things like FIFA, but I can't imagine a world in which FIFA doesn't launch day and date with a new console. I can't remember if that's ever happened in my lifetime. Yeah. And I'm like 400 years old. <laughs> so what, what do we think? What, what do we think about the landscape going forward? Oh, it, there's, I think there's two very different landscapes. Mm. Two very different landscapes. I think Xbox have got the services and all of that sort of thing covered with Game Pass. I think Xbox All Access is just another amazing deal. You've got EA Play and in, in Game Pass. You've got xCloud or the cloud game streaming, Xbox, whatever thing they're calling it nowadays. Smart Delivery as well, which I know is kind of it's kind of a broad term. Sony are doing it as well for most of their game. Well, for some of their games. I think, yeah, I think Xbox have got everything but a game. I really do. I think I haven't seen anything. That's, I haven't seen proper xbox series x extended gameplay demos that i really want to see apart from you know halo Infinite, but we'll just forget about that ever happened yeah like you know we saw miles morales the other day which looked great and we've seen ratchet and clank that looked amazing with the ssd loading times and i just think there's just such a lack of game give me a game xbox but there's just there's so much to be said for game pass like that is such a huge that is just getting better and better. And then like on the horizon with things like Fable and stuff, it is just such a massive promise. But I know what you mean. It it would have been nice to see gameplay for something huge for Xbox. Mm. Like, I know what you mean. It, look, it looks like it is just missing that. But I just think the Game, game Pass, Pass is, is a great draw. Yeah, a great draw. So much to offer there. Just so much, um, so much to, to, to look through and be like, if you might never have played this game and then you'll find this indie gem or like, one of the best games of the year that you wouldn't have played otherwise because you wouldn't have shelled that money for it or something. And I think they are really going into like long-term planning with that to just build it up and build it up. And I think that's just so much to offer there. And with mm-hmm. Series S, unbelievable price. Mm-hmm, definitely. Can't, can't beat that for a next-gen console. It's, oh, it's hard. It's hard to pick. You know which one? Yeah, it's just hard to know it's, who's going to. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's be I there? think you're right. Very different landscapes. The thing that bothers me about Game Pass and Back Combat in general, actually, is 
with all these new proper next-gen versions of games, putting the SSDs to good use to give us effectively zero load times. Mm. I'm worried that going back to last gen's games and before with Game Pass and Back Combat and everything else, I think we're going to be spoiled by that. I think we're really going to notice those load times in a way we never have before. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. That, that could really stand to dampen some previously amazing experiences. Because like, that felt that was one of the reasons God of War felt so amazing to me, because they they were really clever about how they hid loading screens. Like when you crawl through like a crack in a uh, cavern or something. Yeah. All like through there. And... None of this Gears of, War, Gears of War slow walk nonsense. Yeah. Get that, get that out of here. Or just go straight Isn't... up Skyrim where you walk through a door and it loads for two minutes with a, with a graphic. Oh my God. After I think after a year of playing next same game, Skyrim would just be unplayable. Oh man, <laughs> it's, it's not even like the load things. It's waiting for the followers like... <laughs> that one quest where you have to wait for that old guy to get up the hill and it takes forever and you're like come on i got things to do and it just oh it's making me angry thinking about it and then when you look at something like ratchet and clank with the with the riffs and the instant jumping in between that was just insane it was yeah, it was superb absolutely superb what do you think about these increased prices the game's going up to like 70 quid 70 dollars it's, 80 euros it was it, it was gonna happen it was always gonna happen i think it had to you know development costs have spiked they've just gone up and up games have stayed the same price for ages with like the past two generations i think roughly so i think as much as i it pains me to say it i think it's kind of fair no. i think for me it's the fact that games have got bigger as yeah. well yeah yeah like you a generation or two ago you wouldn't have been put out if you were you picked up a brand new triple a game on release day for 50 quid play it through the eight ten hours of its story great i had a nice time yeah whereas now like even compare uncharted one say which you just pissed through in four or five hours mm. to god of war which is what a 30 hour game yeah. easily if you start doing other stuff like games just general have got so much bigger that they represent such better value for money for me I, the amount of time i've put into things like destiny like monster hunter yeah an extra 10 on the price the the effective value proposition like in terms of cost per hour barely moves like yeah. pennies yeah that's so not even pennies fractions of a penny so i i don't mind if it's something i know i'm going to get a lot of time out of i don't really mind that extra cost i think you'll see developers take the mick with it i think yeah but i think it could also give indies a really nice time to shine because if they can manage to keep their costs down and not get greedy, then what are you going to buy, like a £70 game or a £15 game? Yeah. That's but like, true, yeah. If, if, you know, games when they eventually do go up to the £70, $70 price, it's only going to add more value to, to Game Pass. Because if it saves... What's, what's the price of uh, a Game Pass subscription? I think it's 120 quid for a year. Is that right? Uh, Roughly? Something like that? Something like yeah, that? about 10 or months. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. So that's going to be like two two games there the price of two next gen games when you know microsoft are releasing all their first party titles straight into game Pass. so it only adds more money to more value to game pass i think if prices do go up yeah i think i think it, like it does look it does take you back a bit when you look at it written down like the price hike kind of thing but you're right if it's bigger games and stuff that i would spend a lot of time in like massive open worlders with so much to do that i'm gonna like lose loads of time to it and when they when they keep saying you know these are the kind of games that are only possible 
on uh, next generation consoles and stuff it i guess yeah it makes makes sense i swear nintendo 64 games were like 65 quid back in the day anyway <laughs> yeah they were yeah i thought they were yeah they were don't don't judge me but i paid nearly 100 pound for pokemon snap <laughs> a confession <laughs> which which i got it on import a confession that i will take to my grave i'm proud <laughs> pokemon snap is an all-time great <laughs> wow well we didn't get a woo out of luke but we got a hundred pounds you got a confession, got a confession that i bought pokemon snap for a hundred pounds and on that bombshell <laughs> what way to we- wrap it up indeed well thank you everyone for tuning in to the true gaming network podcast i've been luke this has been sean and heidi and uh we'll see you next time yes bye-bye yep. bye